What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. Uh, today we have a very special guest for you. Uh, he's also a very dear uh, friend of ours and to the show. A uh, guy I actually graduated college with, uh, Dan Fusen, uh, aspiring musician who absolutely kills the game. Uh, so we interviewed him because he's doing some big things down in Nashville, uh, really uh, paving his own way, making his own niche to... And he's been releasing some hot, hot singles. So check him out, Spotify, SoundCloud, and his website, uh, Dan Fusen, F-U-S-O-N. So today we get into uh, who Dan is. So he kind of gives us a little background, how he got started doing what he is doing, uh, how he got to Nashville. Um, He does bring up the singles, what went into those, and his experience being the lead guitarist uh, for a gal by the name of Chloe Kinnan, uh, who is his lead vocalist. And he gets into his musical journey, uh, including forming the band, uh, how he and Chloe kind of met, and how they work together, how they uh, do their own production and things. And then he talked about some of his side hustles, one of which being a musical production freelancer, which was pretty sweet to hear about. Uh, not something that I knew he was doing. So that was a new thing for me to hear that you know, he's just kind of adding more to his craft and to his repertoire of, of value added. And then... Uh, He talks about developing skills as a songwriter, especially for his own as well, Um, and then the specifics of how he writes, what his process looks like from timeline to environment, you know, what works for him, what doesn't. Uh, And then we, of course, had to ask what his toughest project has been. Uh, Tim, what did you think about uh, Dan's episode here? Yeah, this is a great interview, and for our listeners, the outro music for every episode, guess who wrote that? That would be Dan Fusen. What? So, what? Yeah, he's a contributor to our, our music for our, for our show. It, it was our intro first, now it's our outro. Uh, so uh, we asked Dan just what it's like performing in front of live crowds, like what what the important aspects to keep in mind when performing in front of live cl- crowds and actually truly connecting with an audience. So he explains that. Um, we He talks about his favorite genres and writing styles that he likes to use, um, the themes, and kind of the motivation behind his latest singles that he's released. Um, and then the last question I asked him is, how has music impacted your mental health? How has it made you a better person? And just his explanation to that is just an overall greater lesson for everybody of follow your passion, do what makes you happy. And I really enjoyed this interview, and I think a lot of people are going to get a good value from it. And uh, it's good to get musicians on here. I think we need to get more on if, if we can, because I think they just they have a different perspective about things. And I just enjoy talking to them. So, Absolutely. Without further ado, episode seventy-three. Enjoy your Thursday, Dan Fusen. How have uh, the new releases been metric-wise? Good. The first one did much better than I was expecting, which was super nice. Um, uh, other ones, I've gotten some really good feedback on it too, and it's starting to get added to some playlists and stuff um, over the last couple of days, which will help kind of fuel the listens and the streams and all that stuff. So it's I wasn't expecting this most recent one that came out on Friday to do as well, just because it's like four and a half minutes and like less of a straight like verse chorus verse chorus thing so um but i was just kind of a different flavor so i wanted to get it out there i guess yeah dude i don't know i really dug it two for two man i was like the vocals dance singing it was so funny i got a text from spencer buys he said is that you singing i was like yeah different (laughs) (laughs) like uh 
okay. All yeah, right. is this good, bad? He was like, oh, good, good. No, it's good. It's like, okay, thank you. Different. All right, dick. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, I'll take it. I, honestly, I was just like, I had already made the music for that one, just me demo singing it, and it was a little bit too complicated to redo. So I was like, I'm just going to commit to it, do all the vocals, and uh, my mom is going to be very excited about it. So Cool. And she was. Yeah, good. That's what you got to do. Got to please mom. You should do like a summer of Dan, like one release each week during a summer. Just summer oh of Dan. If I had, if I had the tunes, I would do that for sure. But next summer, I want a summer of Dan sometime. I like it. I like it. Next summer, all May, June, July, and August, every week, a song just for you. <laughs> you might be the only one that receives it, and it might they might all suck, but I'll give them to you. I'll brag to everyone else. Be like, I got this. You didn't. The hot new release. It's unreleased. <laughs> Um, so are you doing more singles? You're still with your band, right? Do you kind of just do the singles on your own time or they yeah, jump in so, on that too? Yeah. So I play for a singer named Chloe Kinnon and that's kind of like my main gig where I play lead guitar for her, which is super fun. And I'm kind of like a de facto band leader. Like we have some other people that shift in and out of the band, like doing drums and bass and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I kind of coordinate with them and like whenever we do rehearsals with new people and like, okay, we have stops here. This is like how the song goes, flows into the next one, et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of the main gig. And we've been a little bit on pause um, just while she's been finishing up her record mm. um, and kind of getting some other things together uh, the last couple of months. So I just had time to like do a lot of my own stuff that has just kind of been sitting there. Cause I've had the architect, which came out like a month or two ago, I had that song for like a year and a couple months before it came out. So it was just kind of sitting there and uh, I played it with my old band, but just wasn't quite exactly how I heard it in my head. So I was deciding, okay, I should probably just do it myself and just got some, the gals from Rite of Spring, my band in college came down for a weekend. Oh, sick dude. Some some songs for me. So they did the vocals on that and they did the background vocals on change the weather, which came out on Friday um and a couple more that i'm sure you'll hear at some point but uh so yeah i was just like i gotta gotta get the tune out i've got my feelings mm-hmm. in there i gotta make sure people <laughs> hear them so that was that's kind of the main and then yeah i just i'm cooking up i had changed the weather that came out and then i've got two more that are basically done ones that's like all the way done and one that's kind of near the finish line and then two or three more that i'm uh in the process of getting done uh hopefully for an ep in september that was my next question are these all going to be singles you're going to do a small ep with it so definitely a small ep my whole goal is kind of to be like the soft rock equivalent of calvin harris where it's like okay oh i like that a couple tunes where he's kind of producing everything and writing the music and then a lot of guest singers come in so um i've got another song with uh, a friend of mine uh well chloe that i mentioned that's uh the band i play for so her and i are going to do a duet on one of them and i've got kind of like a big rock song that i'm going to have another friend sing on and uh so it's going to be a lot of different stuff that's hopefully meshes well when you hear kind of the whole ep front to back is at least the goal so nice Soft rock version of Calvin Harris. Yeah, I like that. That's the goal. Ooh, that's going to stick. Uh, I was interested in the dynamic. You kind of alluded to it when, so you have uh, new people on bass and drums that kind of 
switch in and out for you? Like, what's that like? Are there, I mean, Nashville's full of talented musicians. I'm sure yeah. like they pick it up quick, but uh, how does that kind of transition uh, look on your end? How do you like, is there extra rehearsal? Same amount as with anyone else. Uh, how do you guys go about that? It kind of depends. The nice thing is when we're playing for Chloe, um, and that's kind of when we're kind of transitioning people in and out. Um, luckily, it's like, you know, with technology and everything, we can just send the songs. Like we did a gig in Seattle in like February or March, and we were meeting the drummer out there. None of us had met him in person. It was just kind of like a referral from somebody out there. And so we like sent the song along to him, and then we had the day of the show just like a – two and a half hour rehearsal just kind of running through the songs and he's taking notes and like okay we have a stop here like on the second verse of the first song and then we come back in or whatever and so just random stuff like that but typically luckily i guess the caliber of musicians we're playing with are able to like pick stuff up so quickly that um there's usually not much of an issue um and uh, that just kind of speaks to the people we're able to play with really. It's just cause I'm not as quick to be able to do that. So I need like a lot of rehearsal time, which luckily I know the songs front to back well enough at this point that that's not much of an issue, but um, uh, it's, yeah, it's just kind of trying to find people that can pick it up quickly. Um, and then of course you have to have some rehearsal time cause there's just to make a really good show specifically there has to be you know you'll notice if you're at a concert they they're doing stuff that's not on the record that's feels very in the moment but all that stuff does have to be rehearsed and kind of perfected in a, some kind of rehearsal space where you're being able to anticipate what seem like uh uh kind of second nature or um ad-libbed things but you really have to practice and rehearse those it's kind of a little bit anticlimactic once you've heard that like when you're seeing something it's like wow it seems like they all just stopped that was perfect it's like no they rehearsed that for like yeah but yeah yeah. that's cool that's cool that you guys can just jump in and out like that though too it's fun and it's kind of fun being able to play with different people um it, it brings a lot of different flavors like we've played with a guy that's kind of more um r&b hip hop and that lends a different flavor and then a guy that's like all rock music all the time on drums and it just is so different and kind of brings out different thoughts and creativity in you i think when you're playing like i'll tend to get into a different lane when i'm playing with somebody that's kind of playing more funk stuff and it'll change my playing and have me um elaborate on different ideas versus somebody that's playing rock music which both are really fun it's just able to just being able to kind of again shift lanes and really kind of dial into a different setting, um, which is super fun. Just yeah. lets the creativity out a little bit more. Sure, that's cool. So I kind of want to rewind a little bit, though. What uh, what motivated you to get into music? How how old were you? And I guess yeah, what was your motivation behind getting into it at first? Nothing. I wish it was like a really exciting story, but my I was probably in like fifth grade or sixth grade and. I had my brother had a friend that was moving and they had like a bunch of guitars and there's one that they just weren't taking with them. And they're like, well, would anybody like want this guitar? And I said, well, I I'll take it. I'll try and Mm. figure it out. And took lessons kind of slowly, but surely. And, uh, probably like in middle school, it really took off where I was starting to listen to, uh, a lot of like heavy metal music. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh man, I need to learn how to play this Metallica song. Like, (laughs) or, And uh, 
so I kind of got into it and then started writing music like my freshman year of high school uh, just because some girl broke my heart and I needed to vent about it as all musicians do. Mm-hmm. So I started writing songs and it didn't really start, like I would play kind of like solo shows and stuff, but it didn't really start to click that much um, until I was probably like a senior in high school. Um, and I actually was like, oh, these like are pretty decent songs and people seem to like them. So that was kind of at that point I formed uh, Rite of Spring, which was kind of the band that was from high school through college with a couple of people from high school. Um, and from there I did two EPs. Um, and I could see like from the first to the second, they're just being a step up in I think the, the caliber of music. And so mm-hmm. I was encouraged by that, but then um, it wasn't until senior year of college that I really had any plan about, you know, doing anything further with music. But um, my current roommate and all of our friend Dylan Zanga was from Nashville and suggested that I come down here with him because he's going to go to law school here. And uh, so I kind of gave it a shot and figured well, I'll get a regular job and try and do this music thing on the side. And uh, I met Chloe, who I play for via a Craigslist ad for oh, wow. a musician. Mm. Um, and it was, she was going to be the drummer for this like pop punk band. And uh, she's, besides being like an awesome singer and songwriter, she's like the most badass drummer like, that I've ever met. She's <laughs> awesome. insane. Um, and we quickly realized that the pop punk band was not going to be very good. So we kind of branched off and did our own thing. Um, and stuff playing with her has really picked up in the last like year and a half and um, gotten to a point where it's, I'll be on the road for a couple weeks at a time or something. And it's uh, so I decided to quit kind of my full time job, my nine to five. And I got like a promotions job where I'm able to stay in the music industry and like kind of have not only a real income, but like uh, kind of laying into that. Uh, field but then i do like swim lessons and stuff on the side mm-hmm. too all but all of this being said it kind of grants me the time during the week where i can focus on playing with her doing my own stuff and then i also do um production and guitar work for other people just like session work where people will send me a song that they need um guitar on and then i'll like record it in like my little home studio and um mix and edit it or whatever and then mm-hmm. send it back to them and uh which has been like a super great side hustle and i've slowly been um able to make it more of a uh a job i guess um doing that kind of stuff over the last couple months which has been really great nice again able to kind of flex different muscles where instead of playing like typical rock or soft rock stuff that i normally do it's like hey i need a lead guitar part for this edm song or something Mm -hmm. like okay that's kind of a different challenge or um producing some gal from like Sweden or something's audition for Eurovision competition. So it's oh, like wow. random stuff like that. Um, that's able to, again, just kind of broaden my horizons musically and as a producer and guitarist as well. So that's kind of a very long, no, that's, uh, that's good. Hopefully answered your question, but <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, when you started writing music, your freshman year in high school, did you, teach yourself all that on your own or did you kind of learn from other people learn online how did you kind of develop your skills with that oh with songwriting yeah i just kind of put some chords together and 
you know, rhyme dictionaries or anything like that is always super helpful. But yeah, I didn't have any, like, I mean, there's no classes or anything. I know that there's right. some people in Nashville that majored in songwriting in college, which, you know, good for them. Hopefully it works for you. But um, I just kind of went for it. You know, I've, I was a huge John Mayer fan, still am. And he was kind of an inspiration. And mm-hmm. so it was like Noel Gallagher does all the songs for Oasis. And so just try to keep it simple and, uh, but yeah, so the songwriting thing was just uh, a lot of trial and error. I mean, all those songs yeah. from yeah. freshman year of high school through basically senior year of high school are all awful. <laughs> so, um, hey, you got to learn somewhere. Reps, you got to teach yourself. Yeah, reps. So I thought they were really great at the time, but, um, but uh, yeah, and that's just kind of like anything i mean i'm sure you guys feel this with podcasting or somebody that's a writer or a painter it's like you just have to keep doing it i mean there's Mm -hmm. a lot of things that no one's going to be really great at it the first time they write a song i don't think so it's just a lot of trial and error for the most part um the guitar part i I took lessons for a couple years but um once high school started and i was like a swimmer and ran track in high school i just didn't have enough time to do that so um that from there on, it was kind of just teaching myself slowly, but surely it's a lot of, if I don't know how to do something and I want to be able to do it, just try and look it up or figure it out on my own and hope it sounds okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with the, when people send you stuff for you to work on and edit, uh, are they more so finding you? How did that kind of start? Cause that's a pretty sweet like side gig, I think. Yeah. Um, so do you promote that? Was that like another Craigslist thing or how, how did all that kind of come to fruition? I have a friend, Erica, who's a singer down here, and she had sent me a text out of the blue because she doesn't do much production work. And she said, hey, I got um, a job offer on this website called Sound Better, which is basically a online hub for studio musicians. Um, and I need somebody to record the vocals for the song. Like, would you do it? And I'll give you like 80 bucks. I was like, okay, that's super easy. Yeah. And so after we did that, I was like, okay, so how does this website work? And she was kind of telling me all about it. And so honestly, from there, I just made my profile and people just slowly but surely start to contact you. And then once you get a lot more reviews on there, um, the uh, kind of invoices come in like a lot hotter. So um, it was honestly, yeah, it's just this website called soundbetter.com. And mm-hmm. it's been super easy because people just message you or um, you can send out like a... Um, a message to people that are just like need guitars for XYZ song, like hit me with an offer and you can just kind of reach out to them as well. Um, so it's nice cause you can be a little bit proactive um, as opposed to just kind of waiting for somebody to come to you. Um, but yeah, so that honestly just a lot of stuff, just very lucky was just like, Oh, Hey, this is a website that I'm using. You should use it too. But uh, it's worked out super well so far. That's yeah. cool. That's really sweet. And it's amazing. Like what the internet's done for just, business opportunity like for for any for like from from any type of niche and i I think that's cool how it connects people just across the world like that yeah that's the thing it's like it's not i mean i've done stuff for people in nashville too but it's nice it's like i've worked with somebody in atlanta and people like in sweden or like people like in your like other places in europe or uh across the u.s which is you know it's how would I be doing that if I didn't have the internet or this weird website, you know? So it's, it's been a cool opportunity to just meet and network with new people as well. Mm -hmm. Have there been any uh, projects you've worked on that 
have been tougher than the others? Have any, any memorable ones that you, you, you went, you're like, wow, that really developed me. Anything you can think of specifically? I was, yeah, I was in a, when I first moved to Nashville, this, there's this country duo called Broken Hallelujah that I play guitar for and like wrote music for too. Um, and that was just like, I'm not really a country music guy. So that was just kind of a whole different uh, avenue that I was having to figure out. And it was very, not stressful. I mean, it's playing music. It's not that tough, but, um, <laughs> but it was a challenge for sure to be able to kind of change mindsets. And then also like, I'm, I try to be cognizant if I'm writing my own music, like, okay, probably don't release like an eight minute epic, you know, cause not as many people are going to listen to that as they are like the three minute pop song. But it was all just like, we have to make this under three and a half minutes. It has to be like standard first chorus, first chorus. Otherwise people aren't going to listen to it. Like very sandbox rules oriented when writing songs for that project, which part of the time I'm on board with. And then there's other times where, it just didn't make sense for the song, but it was like compromised for um, making it radio friendly, which I understand for that project makes sense. But that was a challenge for me just mentally to kind of give it a, get over that hurdle of like, we have to do this for the radio kind of thing. Mm. Um, so all, yeah, I guess that's was a bit of a challenge for sure. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you write then? Do you just kind of write until it's done to you? Do you usually try to have a cutoff point? Uh, what's like, what's your writing process? I'm interested how, how you songwrite. It's yeah, it's, I try again. I, I say all that about the last band, but I think that I too am very cognizant of like, I don't want to make this too long. I think that the song change the weather, which is like four and a half minutes. That's probably about as long as I would make a song. Um, uh, but yeah, I try and just, you know, it usually just comes up with an idea. Like I'm just sitting around playing guitar and find some chords or some notes that sound cool. And then usually it's just kind of like a bolt of lightning. Like, oh man, this is really neat. I should start writing something. And um, it's really just, again, a lot of trial and error. Like I'll try and write a song and I've got half written songs that um, have been with me since like college or something so like three years that i'm like oh one day i really need to finish this song but it just never gets done but a lot of it is again just trying to go into that space at least you know a couple times a week and try and fight with it see if i can come up with something um always music first and then the lyrics i struggle with much more than writing the music um for whatever reason that just the music comes a little bit more easily to me but um and then it's just a lot of the time when I'm writing words too, I don't really even realize what I'm writing about until I get like halfway through and think like, Oh man, this is about like my buddy who's going through this. I didn't even really realize it. And then once I kind of figure out what the actual meaning is, I go back and kind of revise it to either make it more or less specific because I don't like it to be like so blatantly obvious. That's that whomever the, the song is about or what the subject is about is like, Oh wow, this song is about me. You know, I think that that's like, especially now in my life where it's um, everybody that would, the songs would be about is like hearing them like usually and reacting to them and can text me. I don't want to be too specific, I guess, but, uh, but yeah, it's again, a lot of trial and error, a lot of just going into the, into the room with a guitar every every couple of days and just trying to 
make something stick. And a lot of bad ones that you'll never hear, but you know, for every 10 bad ones, hopefully there's a good one that'll make it out to the people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's cool. How, uh, how many unfinished songs do you think you have right now? Oh man. Uh, I mean, dozens and dozens. There's even <laughs> some like I've got, um, use logic pro, which is like a similar to pro tools, which you've probably heard about just a recording. We have it, but it's, it's just a beast. I haven't fucked it's with it. I should, but it's, it's so big, dude. Um, but so I've got a folder on my computer. That's just like all of my logic files and or projects. And there's probably like four or five right now that I'm like, these are pretty much done or are going to get finished. And then there's even a dozen of those that are just sitting there waiting to be finished or never will be finished that I've gotten to so far to demo. And then before that, there's a zillion voice memos on my phone of just me trying to play guitar and figure something out. Mm. Um, that are just sitting there and we'll never even get to the demo phase. So once I get something to the demo phase, I think that it's probably good enough that at some point I'll have to revisit it or try to revisit it. But um, even then it's like there's probably 10 or 12 of those that are just sitting there idle waiting to be tapped back into. But so lots, lots and lots. At least you know you always have some to to fall back on too. Yeah, when we've got a when we've got to get a couple more beers in the fridge, we'll release another <laughs> song. <laughs> do uh do you write with beer sometimes? Will you drink and write a little bit? Like, does that? Um, it doesn't. I've never really tried it to be honest. Um, I'm sure I'm sure it works for some people, but um, I do like having a couple beers before I play the play live. That just oh, takes. Yeah? off just a little bit and you're like yeah no i'm great i can do this <laughs> but uh but yeah i haven't tried writing it'd be an interesting experiment maybe you give me something to do tonight right, there you go uh other than john mayer and metallica who uh who else have you kind of looked to for inspiration or is there something that you also kind of tailor your sound to uh in a sense uh, to kind of add their touch to it uh who who else kind of do you look at for that um, my favorite songwriter is Noel Gallagher from Oasis and he has like his own solo project out now, but his kind of ability to make, I guess whenever I'm trying to write a song, it's like, can it be played like on just an acoustic guitar and still be really great? You know, the whole production aspect is really cool and I love doing that stuff, but I think he, along with John Mayer are kind of the masters of like, let's strip all this away. And like the song on just being played on an acoustic guitar will make you feel the exact same way that it would with all the production. So those two guys in that regard are super huge for me. And then there's a couple bands like this band called daughter and a band called paper kites that are specifically kind of for the sound I'm going for pretty influential just in the way that they produce their music. So like, um, it's, it's, it's very, it's polished, but, um, kind of still has like a a lo-fi quality to it um, where it's like a very DIY sound, but still like has aspirations for being played like in a big venue, you know what I mean? And so that's kind of what I try and do when I'm making music. It's like, it's literally just me banging on stuff in my bedroom, trying to figure out how I can make this sound like a U2 record. But, you know, falling somewhere in between those is where my sound lies. And I think that Paper Kites and Daughter for sure are two people that, 
or two bands that I think kind of epitomize that sound for me, at least. Gotcha. And Calvin Harris. And Calvin Harris, my boy. <laughs> that Funk Wave Bounces record is the just the best summer or pregame album that anyone can ever listen to, in my opinion. It was good. It was good. Have you uh, have you always felt comfortable performing in front of live crowds? Um, not really. Honestly, there's times now when I just like, oh my god, I'm nervous. Um, especially if it's something that I haven't played in a while, or like I played for um, kind of this like country gal live. It's been a couple months ago now, but it was like all new stuff and kind of a genre that I'm not super familiar with. So that I was like, wow, I'm nervous about this one. Um, but luckily with, uh, when I play with Chloe, she is like just a laser beam shooting through everything that it's like, if you don't have enough, enough confidence, she's got enough confidence for the whole band. And like, <laughs> that's good. Um, kind of feed off her. Yeah, exactly. And so it's kind of hard not to like when you're on stage with her, just like feel that energy and like get into it. Even if you're not like, I used to not, I used to just kind of stand there and play, which no knock on other people that do that, but it's like, it is a little bit boring to watch. So I try and get into it and she, Chloe is just the opposite. She's running around and like jumping into the crowd and stuff. And I'm like, Oh man. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Playing music is fun. Like let's do this. So the showmanship in there, man. Exactly. So whenever I'm playing with her, I'm just, yeah, I'm not too nervous about it. And we also play this song so many times that it's like a little bit just second nature to be playing them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't, I haven't uh, had too much of it in a long time, but also it's like when the focus isn't directly on you, it's like, it's nice to be able to, I mean, not that I'm handing the reins to her, but she is the the front woman. So it's mm-hmm. when you're just kind of like the guitarist and like adding to the sound, it's, it's a great role for me to be in. Cause I have no desire to be like the front man of any band or anything mm-hmm. like that. That's just not my personality. So yeah. um, if that was the case, I would be nervous as hell, but <laughs> um, just being the guitar player and occasionally walking up to the mic and like, Hey, sort of <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm your guy. Total good. Make sure people are awake. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Do you remember the first time you went on stage? Was it in high school when you were with Ride of Spring? It was, it was before that. I used to play shows just by myself. Oh, okay. And uh, just me and an acoustic guitar playing my bad songs. And I would get very nervous because there's nothing. And, you know, now especially too when we're playing songs, there's distortion and there's drums and stuff. It's like if you mess up, it's like not that big of a deal. No one's going to really tell, but if you're just playing like you and an acoustic guitar and you forget the words and really have nothing to like, remember it's, it's noticeable. So, um, yeah, I played like the first couple of years in high school just by myself before I started getting other people in the band and, um, realizing like, I do like to sing and stuff, but realizing like, Oh, there's people that are really good singers, like, and really good, you know, bass and drummers and all that kind of stuff. So, it's to me kind of sometimes foolish not to try and get people that are like amazing. Like if you want the best product, if you want the best show, the best song, whatever, like try and get the people that are best at what they do to contribute to it. Cause otherwise it's going to, yeah, it'll just be you doing it. And that's super great sometimes, but like I couldn't have sang the architect like Sarah who sang on it did. And I think that that's part of the reason that that song, um, 
has really resonated with the people that it has. It's like her singing it is, is, is super great. And hopefully people will think the same about the rest of the songs when they come out with all the different people. But uh, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause you can be a, a good artist, but I feel like it's just another level to it. Cause you also have to like connect with the audience on a deeper level. It just goes yeah, deeper yeah. than just being a skilled player. It's how, you, how you play it. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a lot. I mean, you can, play guitar solos at the wazoo but if you're not playing something that's connecting with people like you could be eddie van halen out there playing just crazy licks or something like that but if it's not the right thing for the right song or you're not interacting with the crowd if you're not kind of playing what fits the song right it could just all be for not you know mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of a fine line really yeah have you had uh those shows where it's just like man i felt that one the most like where they just really stick out to you like what are those like that's a lot of the time for me it's not only when the you know the band's kind of firing on all cylinders but a lot of the time it's just like how the crowd is reacting Mm -hmm. um because if you're just like at a venue and like the crowd is just kind of halfway into it 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 kind of radiates from us too i mean not chloe she's always a thousand percent in no matter what but it it's harder for me to kind of engage with the music sometimes if it's if i'm not getting much back because it's kind of a you know a push and pull with the audience and the band i think and so we've had shows like the best crowds in my opinion are in new york which i guess unsurprising it's like one of the biggest cities in the world but um whenever we play new york it's like everybody is super in like full packed house and like they are rocking out as much as you are so those shows always stick out in my mind. Um, and also just anything when it's kind of like uh, when you're trying something new or if you're playing with somebody that you haven't played with before, there's kind of that unknown factor and a little bit of like, are we going to be able to pull this off that kind of makes it exciting and um, a little bit, I'm trying to think of the word not dangerous because that's a little bit too much, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's uh it's kind of going off the, you know, you got a really f- fancy sports car and you're like, I'm going a hundred miles per hour down this road, but it's skirting a little bit. Like, can we make it to the finish line? Gotcha. And when you finally make it to the finish line after that, it's like, Oh shit, we just pulled that off. So um, those are usually some of the more fun shows and just any time in New York. Love that city. <laughs> Love that city. Uh, is that the favorite uh, place you've performed? I think so. We played this place when, when we're in New York called Rockwood Music Hall, which is really just an awesome venue and just the people, people there bring a lot of energy. The crowds do. Um, We played in New Jersey and I can't remember the name of the place, but it was this, it's like this old farmhouse from like, uh, like the revolutionary war era. Mm -hmm. And they've kind of um, retooled the actual barn area so that they can host live intimate shows in. Uh, and we got a chance to play there last year and it was kind of the opposite. I mean, I do enjoy, like I was saying, like the big rock and shows, but if you are playing a more stripped down kind of acoustic vibe to it um, and everybody's just kind of like intently listening, that's also like kind of a different, a different high, but like a really great one as well. And that's kind of how that show was where you're playing um, and kind of being able to get the meaning of the songs out a little bit more, which is really cool. And I've played a couple uh, so far sound shows 
which is kind of a similar vibe. It's, I don't know if you're familiar with them at all, but they just do these really intimate um, shows in like people's backyards and like local businesses and stuff. And the whole idea is like, turn your phones off. Don't talk to your neighbor. Like just listen to the music. And that's sometimes where you get just like the absolute best crowds where you're again, able to really get the song out and have it be heard by a really receptive audience. And I think that that's kind of the key for me is like, Anytime there's a receptive audience, whether it's a rocking audience or just like an intimate listening one, those are usually the best shows. Mm. That's interesting. You talk about how it's a, like a push and pull with the audience. Cause I've been to shows where the musician has even said that, like, uh, I don't know. I know you're not a country guy, but Randy Hauser, great set of pipes. If you want to listen to a singer. Okay. Um, yeah. And, uh, he was saying like, you know, this is a lot, a give and take like we feed off you guys and vice versa like if you're mm-hmm. sucking you're gonna think we suck oh for sure uh, same thing but like yeah it so i like that you brought that up it was like it's all the energy it's not just oh, us, us playing a, so. a thousand percent and it's and it's i mean hopefully we play it off well if we're not getting the energy but to me it's evident like mm-hmm. or obvious or whatever i mean if the people are just kind of half listening. I'm like, Oh man, like, do we suck? Or like, are we, are we not giving it at all? But it's just sometimes I'm, I've been to shows too, where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm just not that into it or whatever if I'm a, a listener, but um, that's, I think when it's on the band to really bring it up and like, you're saying your guys, like it's his job to entertain you. So like, that's when you just have to bring it up. And luckily, like I've said a couple of times, Chloe is like, an endless well of energy. So I can always just tap into that myself whenever I'm like, oh, I'm not really into it that much, but you just kind of like get into her lane and just drive behind her. Cause she, you can just draft the whole way. I mean, it's, it's yeah. incredible. I would think that would uh, affect confidence too. Like the more the crowd is feeding into it, you're probably like, yeah, I'm the shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> go crazy. I'm going to play the solo and I don't know if it's going to work, but we're going for it. You know what I mean? Riding the wave. A couple extra chances. Yeah, that's right. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, that's i want to come see you perform live now and just we're trying to we're trying to get some stuff together for the fall so i'm hoping we'll make a, a little midwest swing here that's the goal we haven't been out we've done a lot of south and east coast stuff um but i'm hoping to get to the midwest because i know there's a lot of folks in india and my mom who really wants to see us so mm-hmm. that's the that's the goal have you guys been like out way west like la you ever perform out there I haven't done LA, um, mainly just finance reasons. It's just tough to get out there. We played the first, we did a Seattle gig, um, which was awesome. Uh, but that was like kind of just a one-off. Um, but yeah, mainly it's like a lot of driving or like when we did the East coast stuff, it's like, you know, it was like two weeks or something where we're on the road, um, headed out there. And so I'm sure at some point soon we'll do kind of a, a Western run where it's, you know, we're hitting places along the way, like maybe Texas and Arizona and stuff like that at LA and then come back. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a lot of planning and just trying to get the logistics down. Right. So hopefully soon. Uh, do you have like a dream spot that you want to play like either city or venue is there, um, a place that really just sticks out where like, man, when I get there, like I know. Yeah. There's like, there's some places that I kind of like level it up in terms of, you know, like realistic in the next like couple of years, 
hopefully realistic in the next like three to five and then like super lofty places to play you know like a madison square garden would be a lofty place to play but that's of course on my on my top list but uh there's places in nashville like this place called basement east which is like a like one of my favorite venues just to go see a show um and holds like maybe like maybe a thousand people or something like that but that's like oh like i think we can do this at some point in Mm -hmm. the next in the near future um and like as silly as is like places in my hometown, like there's this place, Buzzkirk Chumley in Bloomington. That's like seats again, maybe like a thousand people that just like at some point I'd be like, you know, I drove past this however many times. And when I was growing up, like I'd love to play there. Same with like the, any places in India, like the Egyptian room or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's mainly just like, I've seen so many bands play here that I, I would like lose my shit if I was playing here, you know? Yeah. Um, those are the main ones. Um, as apart from like red rocks or madison square garden like of course those would be super awesome to play but um it almost it would mean a little bit more just to play someplace that i've seen bands play just because of that nostalgic factor a little bit cool but, yeah i get that serendipitous feeling there like hey it's, yeah that'd be i wild. always drove past here and now i'm and now i'm playing it yeah like that's that's the goal for me no matter how how big or small it is, you know, if it's a thousand people, I'm like, Oh my God, but that's a thousand people at the place that I've seen, you know, bands play like that's crazy yeah. to me. Yeah. What's uh, what's kind of like your favorite, like, do you just cross genres a lot? Do you kind of stick with what you're doing? Do you have uh, a favorite type of vibe? Like, do you know, today I'm just going to let the let out. Yeah. Oh, sometimes for sure. <laughs> um, I like the last couple of days I just was like, crank the distortion up when i'm practicing and just like let's rock the hell out um but writing wise uh as much as like there's sometimes i'm like man i would love to write like a song like walk the moon or something i just can't do it um but there's so a lot of the songs that i've that i write are kind of like in that like soft rock vibe i guess but there's some other ones like that i've got kind of on the docket that's kind of like a police vibe to it and one that's very very uh kings of leon influenced so that's kind of what i'm trying to do with this ep that's going to come out later in the year is like i do listen to a lot of different kinds of music and try and i I play in a lot of different genres of music too but i haven't necessarily written a lot of songs in these different genres so it's kind of been a bit of a challenge for me a, a good one at least to try and branch out and write songs that aren't totally the exact same and hopefully when the ep comes out every or not everybody but a lot of people will be able to find a flavor on there that they enjoy so it's like you know even if you're not like wow i hated song four but damn song number one is my jam (laughs) you know what i mean it's like that's totally fine with me as long as you know as you're out there trying to give them a chance that that'll be the goal but yeah it's it's kind of all over the place and uh, hopefully it'll be cohesive in the end product for this EP, but um, it'll be bouncing around for sure. For that's good. Sure. I, I like that you're you're there to spice it up too. It's like oh yeah, oh yeah, and that's kind of too where the the idea for me of getting different people to sing on it is. It's like you know when I've got this rock song, it's like the same person that sang the architect, not going to be the same voice for that. But if I was just limited by having one vocalist to write for it limits me and my writing ability, I think. So like the fact that I can just write the music and then find the right vocalist to sing on it, um, allows me, I think a lot more creative freedom than just 
like, okay, I know all the tools I've got to work with already. Like you can only build this one thing. It's like now I can kind of do a bunch of different stuff and find the right person for the, for the song, which is cool. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh, now did you take vocal lessons as well? Is that something that you just started working on on your own time or how did you start? Cause the one you just released you sang on. Yeah. Uh, so how did you start the singing? Singing was like, I was in musicals a lot growing up. Um, and I took voice lessons for those, but it was all like singing West side story or something like that, you know? So, um, and I haven't done that in a long time and I don't really fancy myself much of a singer. I, I think there's maybe going to be two songs on the EP that I sing on, but, uh, I enjoyed enough that I wanted to give it a shot. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure that I would benefit a lot from some kind of vocal lessons at some point in the near future. But, um, I just kind of give it a shot and just some like, you know, the vocals for change the weather probably took me like four or five hours. I'm just like, ah, I wasn't feeling that line. I got to go back and do it again. You know, but, uh, the great thing is that, you know, digital tape is free. So I could spend <laughs> four hours on it and no one will know, yeah. uh, that there's four hours of it that sound awful. But, um, luckily I can just do it again and again until it's right. And that's the nice thing about recording. I, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm a decent enough player to, to make it work in the end, but there's definitely a lot of takes that have to go into every, every part. So, um, the goal is to make it seem like seamless, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, how long is your writing process usually? Like say you're, you know, you're working on an EP, so you have an actual time you want it out. So you're there mm -hmm. like, you know, Oh, I'll finish this in a year or two. Uh, so if you're in this kind of process, how long usually, all right, I'm going to start this song. We're going to write it. We're going to sing it. We're going to edit it. Or do you just play them all first run through and then edit later? It is. Yeah. I mean, it's all over the place. The nice thing for me is like having some kind of, even if it's self-imposed a deadline, mm -hmm. uh, like I had, uh, I had like a really cool like radio interview on Tuesday or Wednesday of this last week. And I had known that like a month before that that was going to happen. So I thought, okay, well I need to have the song done by that Friday so that, um, they can like do a little tease of it and then, um, it'll be out on Friday. So like, that was a really nice deadline for that. Um, and then just, I've kind of got this deadline in like middle of September for myself for getting the rest of the EP done. And, um, I think that that more than anything is like super helpful. I don't know if you guys operate kind of in the same way, but, um, if there wasn't any deadline, I would just edit it forever, you know, to death. Like, Oh, like this one little word I could change and nobody else will notice, but I will. And then I'll find another one a day later or something like that. Um, a lot of the time it's, um, figure out how the song works kind of like front to back and then record it and add in some bells and whistles later. Um, but there's been sometimes like on change the weather, actually it was really influenced by the production. Like I got, the first like minute and a half done. That's just kind of the verse piece of it. And that I, I honestly had a total different direction of where the rest of the song was going to go. But I just, I got stuck so much in that first minute and a half and the vibe of that for me was so strong that I extended that out through the first like two thirds of the song instead. Mm. Um, so the answer is just really, it varies. I mean, it's just yeah. hopefully, hopefully the song will dictate what the production needs or what the, um, kind of the vocals need anything like that um yeah. so like how long did change the weather take you 
for example, like start to finish for, for that one song? Let's see. Um, I wrote the main part and I think all of the lyrics actually, um, in like February maybe. Oh, okay. Um, and then I kind of got, again, that like first demo down shortly thereafter, but then, um, I started working on the architects. I knew that's what I wanted people to hear first. And that took a while. And so I didn't really start diving into trying to finish it up until probably a month and a half ago. Um, so I guess February to now is the whole length, but I would say the last like month and a half is where the, a lot of the work really came in. Okay, cool. But, uh, but yeah, even like, like the architect, like I wrote that in like one night a year and a half ago and it just took a long time for it to come out but um sometimes it's the song has been done and uh it's just kind of waiting for the right time i guess gotcha but yeah so yeah it yeah varies (laughs) so it varies long answer (laughs) long fucking answer real short it varies uh yeah, because I was curious, like, you know, so there are times you can, you might write something in a night and like you said, the architect you wrote in a night and then put it away. Yeah, there's a song that's going to be on the EP2 called Paper Crown that I, we had a power outage and I was like, fuck, I can't watch TV. And okay, I guess I better try and write a song. And so I just went upstairs and wrote the song and uh, got all the words and everything down. I was like, okay, got it. And, nice. Um, uh, so honestly, it's, yeah, I, I wish that there was a secret formula because I would milk it for every, every ounce it's got, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's super random sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you said sometimes like you'll release when it's just the right time. Is that, uh, a life experience, something happens or you're just, you're working on something else and like, you know what, I feel like working on this instead, or what's that kind of right time? Is there something that sticks out to where, you know, like, all right, this one's got to go. Yeah, the like I guess in the case of the two songs I've got out right now, like the architect, I knew that that was like a song for me, that's probably my most personal song and I thought like a really good representation of just like my writing and some minimalist production work I can do on it. So I I wanted people to hear that first cuz I thought okay, this could hook some people that might not initially listen to it or give it a chance or anything like that. And then I thought change the weather would be kind of a good one where it's like, it's like if you heard it on an album together with the architect, like it wouldn't be like, wow, that's so different that I wouldn't even think that's the same person, but it's different enough that it gives people a different flavor a little bit, you know, like um, a little bit more upbeat, a lot more instrumentation, a little bit more um, kind of rootsy or um, uh just rocking, I guess, than the architect. I kind of wanted to make sure that that was uh, in people's minds of like something that I could do and something that they could expect from this EP. Like it's not just going to be all slow, sad songs, (laughs) you know? Um, So I just was cognizant of that when I was thinking about, okay, what song do I really want to put my time and effort into? Definitely something that a little bit more upbeat, something that's, um, uh, kind of vibey as opposed to the architect, which is very purposefully, I think, minimalistic and introspective. 
Um, this one, I was like, what do the people need for just windows down driving? Like that's kind of like the two ends of the spectrum for me. Like if you've got a song that can do that and then a song, you know, later on the record, that's like, I need to sit down and really listen to this. I think that those are two good spaces to live in, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. So, so when it was time to release the architect, was there something that, that compelled you to do that, that motivated any external force or just like, ah, just this one needs to go finally. It's just been too long. Yeah. I, I yeah, I'd had it for a really long time and I just, I really wanted people to hear it because I, it's definitely, in my opinion, one of my best songs. So I thought that if I just did generally just like wanted people to hear it, mm-hmm. like whether or not it did anything or anybody really cared, I was like, I just kind of need to get this into the world. So that was, kind of more so than anything it was literally just like a hot potato it's like i need to get this off of my hands into into the space so that was the driving force behind that one for sure and just the vocal that i got on it was just incredible so like sarah and kendall absolutely crushed it i figured that they they needed to be heard too you know yeah yeah that's a good one. i'm gonna listen to that on my drive home with my windows down there we go there we go uh dan i know you said you gotta teach some little ones to swim here uh shortly uh tim anything else you want to Throw it down here. Uh, I had one more question. Yeah. What would you say, how has music made you a better person? Has it, has it, like in terms of like, we talk about like mental health on the show. Yeah. Like doing things you're passionate about. Is there anything like music has done for you from, from that regard? Oh, yeah. A lot of it is for me just like very therapeutic writing a song. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause there's a lot of things that, whether or not it's um, just like struggling to deal with like a situation that I was a part of or, you know, things that you want to say to a friend of yours that's going through something, but you can't quite say it. Mm-hmm. Like it's easier for me to get it out in a song yeah. and kind of either heal or, you know, process things that way. Um, and the other thing too, it's like if I'm just playing guitar, which is really nice, that's like a really great way to, you know, kind of like vent frustrations or um, any aggression or anxiety or anything like that, especially if I'm playing live or like in a band setting, it's like, I know that I can do this, you know, whether or not it's like you're at work and you're doing something you're like, oh, I'm feeling sure about this or I messed up or whatever. It's like, I feel pretty confident about the music enough that it's like when I'm playing it, a lot of other stuff melts away and I kind of gain a little bit of confidence and, um, uh, a little bit of, I guess, just self-assurance. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think for me, I haven't really found that in, in a lot else because you know, I think everybody's got a little bit of anxiety and a little bit of self-doubt. So whenever I'm tuned into the music stuff, though, I've, a lot of that goes away, whether it's just playing or um, uh, writing or anything like that. So Awesome. That's when you know you're on the right path. Let's hope so. Hope so. Yeah. There you go. Dan, uh, anything else you want to leave, uh, leave the people with? I don't want to run you into your, your swim time here. No, you're good. Um, architect and change the weather out on all streaming platforms. Uh, that's all I got more to come. I've got another one in the can. That's going to come out in August sometime. Probably be more of a surprise release at that one. Cause it's kind of just like a bonus track a little bit, but, uh, 
Um, so that'll be fun. And I uh, appreciate you guys, man. It's been a, it's been fun. It was very seamless too. I was like, oh, yeah, it's just yeah. 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 Um, where can people find you, by the way? Um, on Instagram, it's usually the best spot at Dan Fusen one. And then if you just go to Dan Fusen uh, on Spotify, you can give me a follow there, and then you'll get all the updates on when new tunes are coming out. Okay. Uh, and you have a website? Yes. Oh yeah, just danfusen.com. Perfect. So if anybody's listening and they want to collab music-wise, you can hit me up there and we'll talk. Awesome. Great. Dan, thanks again, brother. Really appreciate your oh, time. Oh, hey, it was uh, a pleasure. Appreciate you guys, man. Yeah, it was fun yep. shopping it. So yep. we'll talk to you soon, man. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Yep, thank you. Thank you.